Hey guys, what's up? We are so excited for you to listen to this episode of Rick for Dirt. But before you do, and especially if you have younger children in the car with you, not that we go way ham on this episode, but we do get a little loose. The The drinks were flowing. And uh, Frank? Well, long story short, um, this is a mature episode for a mature audience. Correct. So earmuffs on, or better yet, just wait for the kids to be out of the vehicle. When and too many bombs are dropped. Let's say, let's put it that way. All right. We gave you your time to make the kids exit. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Rigged for Dirt, the podcast recorded as the adventure happens. And this is episode 14. I am your host, Frank, here with... Ali. <laughs> I'm eating chips, dude. What? Oh, no, clearly. We obviously. Are, we are at... <laughs> obviously. <laughs> we are at Cuatro Casas Hostel. That's right. We are. Here in Baja. Eating chips loudly on the mics. <laughs> it is beautiful. Killing me. <laughs> it is beautiful. It is it beer, is. chips, tacos. It's that been, is That is this whole weekend. It's been a pretty solid weekend and a pretty solid day here at Cuatro Casas. Hostel. Cuatro Casas. Cuatro Casas. You have to throw the accent in there. Cuatro Casas. Cuatro Casas. You got to be like, when, si. when in Rome, right? Si. When in Mexico. Que bueno. Que bueno. <laughs> That's awesome. Que paso, Frank. You know, for the, I, I think this is probably one of the first times that you've gone to, that you've been in a country where people don't question that where you're from. Right. Because <laughs> I, could, I could potentially pass. Some way, somehow, for something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, he looks weird, but he's probably local, so we'll just let it pass. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe his dad looked weird. He eats know. a shit ton of pistachios, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he likes to drink hot tea. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Very abnormal. Very abnormal. <laughs> <laughs> so... We, is, it, is Ali short for Alejandro? I don't know. <laughs> I, exactly. That, that's You know what? That... that that really could be it. Right. Ali is short for Alejandro. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Look, so we are here with the with the Camp Forlo folks, um, Matt and Andy. Um, you know, they do these things where they kind of take people like us, the uh, the unexperienced or haven't been to Baja in a long time, folks, um, and kind of show us around. Right? They show us a good time. Yeah, so uh, Matt's got, what, a history in racing? Yeah, yeah, so Matt's history goes way back, um, and I'm hoping we can get him on later uh, sure. because he's walking around doing uh, yeah, I heard him, he said he wants to go take a piss. So. Doing boss stuff. Yeah. We'll just wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's part of his boss stuff is going to use the restroom. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's he has, a, he has a background in racing. Um, he's basically been, the Baja, been in Baja his entire life. Um, he's actually moving here. He's, he's got, got a partner too, right? He's got a partner, Andy. Like I've, business partner. Yes, business partner. Similar part- to us, right. partners, but not those partners. Right. <laughs> not that I have any problem yeah, with no problem. that partner, but you know what I'm saying. But yeah, exactly. And so Andy, I've known Andy for like years, probably going on like 15 years. Before Camp Forlo? Yeah. 15? Yeah. I've known Andy forever. Is he in the bike industry? He's in the bike industry. Because I heard him talking about yeah, stuff. Yeah. Andy owns a bike company, okay. uh, Hill Bicycles. Um, so... Yeah, he's Andy's super cool, and he's he's that's Andy is AKA Big Limey. Big Limey, that's, that's right. That's Andy. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a Limey, so his name is, and he's big, so Big Limey. Um, and then Matt has Camp Forlo. Tell us what's a Limey, Frank. Um, I think it's a Brit. Yeah, right. I'm British. Are you really? I don't appreciate being called a Limey. He he, wh- he doesn't mind it. Why do you? Like, if he was Mexican, what would we call him? 
big Mexican? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't follow. <laughs> moving on. Okay, moving on. Self-imposed name, by the way, and it's on his license plate. I know. Plate, so. I know. <laughs> so anyways, we're going to talk more about kind of what went down um, this weekend in here with Camp Forlo. We can get Matt on. And uh, he can kind of give us more of his background himself versus us guessing and cracking jokes about it. Right. <laughs> but um, in the meantime, like a lot has happened since the last episode. Um, a lot of a lot of chaos, a lot of drama, especially for you. Oh, my gosh. It's been it's been ridiculous. Like uh, and the, the irony is that you warned me like Ollie was like, bro. I remember when it was before SEMA last year, and I was, like, looking at you because you were stressing out. You were, like, just, you know, pulling your hair out. What stress? Yeah. <laughs> it was only SEMA. Right? And so... Something and, that wasn't even supposed to happen. And you said, just wait, bro. Wait till you get your build. Just wait. And so... And mine so was... So far, both, both things that I've told you have come true. That's true. That's true. I said, uh, it will not finish on time. Not because I didn't want to. Right. Just because that's a fact. Right. And it doesn't matter if you would have scheduled it for like two months out. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. So here's okay. Well, that, well, since you since you bring it up, since you bring it up, like here's the the two biggest lessons that I learned from all of this, without even getting lessons into the details. With Frank. Yeah, actually, we should have a segment, huh? Uh-huh. Dun, 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 lessons with Frank. Anyways, um, it was number one. No matter what you think it's going to cost, I don't care how many quotes you get. I don't care what anyone tells you. I don't care what you price out the parts at. Add 50%. Yep. No matter what you think it's going to cost, add 50%. Just get get okay with that number. I mean, seriously. And there's a lot of like miscellaneous shit that comes a up. A lot of miscellaneous stuff. Adds up. It adds up so quick. Like and and at first, you know put it, put it this way, it adds up so quick, you think someone is pulling one over on you. Until right. you well, yeah. look at the line items and you start adding them all up and you're like, shit. Yep, that costs five bucks, yep. but like 20 times. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Like, oh, that stupid nut, this stupid bolt, this, you know, whatever. Like, oh, you got to solder this now or weld this because this snapped or this will snap or what? Or you got to move this back right. two inches. Yep. Like, so much, so much. And I'm very, you know, and we talked about it on the drive out to Moab, like, you know, not chintzing on labor picking a good shop sure, yeah. right and, and you so went with rebel it was a good yeah call. and so i'm and so with me like i'm not one to complain about labor and that's not at all what i'm doing i'm just saying that whatever things are going to go wrong period it's going to happen builds never go the way you intend them to go shit's going to go wrong and so plan add 50 percent to your quote off the bat just get sometimes com- complaining also takes a sh- the form of just sharing facts. That's true. And it sounds like complaining, but it's just sharing it's facts. It's just sharing facts. I'm not you know? complaining. Sometimes people are like, don't be drama. It's like, no, I'm no. not being drama. Just this is exactly what this, is happening. I'm just laying out what yeah. happened to you for yeah. you. The so second piece, the second piece is A, sorry, we're going to go, I'm going to break this up into two pieces. Okay, two things. Two A. Okay. Two A's? No, two A. A part one of two? Yes. Got it. Yeah. So go. the first one is don't ever rush a project. Just don't. Oh, like don't try to finish it a week in advance yeah, of yeah. going to a major trip. Exactly. Two days of trails. Exactly. A third day in camping. Another yeah. few days. Entire parked, suspension rebuild, welding back. jobs, lighting, electrical, like yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Just don't. If if your shop tells you they need they need a week, give them two. Don't ever rush a job because I can tell you right now, all you're gonna do, 
all, all they're going to do is try and meet your deadline or tell you to pound sand. And it costs money. And it costs money, right? And and if they try to meet your deadline, what's going to end up happening is you're going to have to come back to finish whatever couldn't get done on your deadline. Right. Right? Or whatever didn't get done 100%. It's like we didn't need to spray paint those bare pieces of metal because you'll just come back and do it. And then, you know what? You'll forget. And then it'll rust. And it'll rust. Exactly, because yeah, that's a true story. That's a, you know what? It's a true story for me. I'm gonna I have to paint two pieces of metal. So <laughs> how do I know? We didn't even talk about this. <laughs> we didn't even talk about this. You it's know? just the way of the world. It's just the way it works. And so and so that's part A, right? Part B is allow time, right? So or we're off the bat. Just look if you if you think you're gonna need a week to build your project, just give it to, straight up. Don't even. That's just. Same thing with with adding fifty percent to your budget. Yep. Add a, add a week to your timeline. If it's a month job, add fifteen days. So what's what's two A? That is two A was two A was don't or build A2. don't build on a tight schedule. Two B was give yourself more time than you think. You there need. you go. Okay. Okay. So that's. I it. I kind of feel like those are both saying the same thing, they, though. No, they are, but they aren't. Uh, maybe maybe you should break it up into time and budget. Okay, we can do that. We can simplify time and budget, but that's my nugget for you guys, right? And so, like, getting into and the last piece of <laughs> the last lesson. Sorry, this is getting one more. Really, Here this we is go. Getting so long. Another Frankism. <laughs> the last, Here it comes. the last thing I learned out of out of all of this catastrophe of messes. Don't get me wrong. I love what what my suspension and what Rebel did is that the second you start messing with something, you set off a chain reaction. What did you mess with? And now you got to so, – so I messed with the suspension, right? And then we decided that we were going to do spindle gussets, right? And so spindle gussets make a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. It's, you know, because they're a weak point. You don't want to bend them. You know, there's a reason spindle gussets exist. Sure. Right? So we, I said, you know what? Everything you're saying makes sense. You're right. With with more power comes more responsibility. And, Stupid. you know, <laughs> I know that if I have a more capable sus- – you know, suspension. I'm gonna go faster, yeah. which means I'm eventually gonna hit something harder. Oh no, totally! Like we we gusted out our inner seas. Right. We brace all that. We brace. Uh, we sleeve our axles. You know, it's right. You gusset out your uh, like Evo does a gusset kit for your actual differential. Right. To the axle housing. Yeah, man. I mean, it just it's it's triangulating different like points of failure. Exactly. So I said, you know what? You're right. Let's do that. So boom. Everything's done, good to go. I didn't want to buy new wheels. My wheels were supposed to fit, and I was gonna throw on, you know, some 33s on there. Come the comes the day I pick up my truck, it's super close. Like the tires, the the factory tires. That's right. You had a major tire. Yeah. Clearance the tires issue. were super close to the spindle gussets, and even Jacob was like, "Bro, I think they're touching. I think you're gonna need to get new wheels." And I was like, "And that was just sitting on the ground." That was sitting on the ground. Yeah. Well, no, it was in the lift. They put it down. Oh, full droop. They put it down. Yeah. And I had two millimeters of clearance. Okay. So I he goes, Well maybe maybe with bigger tires, because it's at a slope, maybe a bigger tires a slant, you'll be okay. No. When I went to two eighty fives, when I went when I went to thirty threes, yep. They full on touched. So at that point I was hosed and I'm like, damn. You're like, it. fuck, I can't even get to Overland Expo. Yeah. And so I think we talked about all yep. of that drama on the last podcast. And yeah. Yada, yada. And so since then you got yourself some new shoes. Shiny new shoes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I got new wheels, and that doesn't even cover the drama of having to swap wheels after I got back from Expo. Uh, what'd you lose? So, okay, here's my here's my next bit, because I've learned a lot. I, and you I, don't want to lose this part and I hope it comes with your stuff. Which part? 
Oh, so no, I didn't lose those. Wait, it just... I didn't lose my wheel locks. No, you lost the lock for it. The no, key, right? No, it broke. Oh, the key broke. Yeah. You broke three of them. I broke... Okay, so here to watch. I'll tell you the story. Yeah. Right? So I come back from Expo. Everything went great, right? The, the wheels that I borrowed with the bigger offset to make room for the bigger tires, all that stuff worked fantastic. Everything was beautiful. Um, a couple days later, Luis, who, who from America's Tire, props to them and props to him because that dude has the patience of a freaking saint. Um... He's like, it's time for me to swap wheels back with him, right? I'm like, hey, you know, give me back my wheels. I'll give you back your wheels. Um, I have clearance now because we're going to put some spacers on. He's like, bro, I got spacers for you, Nick. Uh, lost Sasquatch. Yep. He's like, oh, you don't. Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. He goes, Jordan Jordan tells me because I was telling him this whole story, mm-hmm. right? And he goes, dude, don't buy spacers. I have four, yep. inch and a half, six bolt, same bolt pattern. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send them to you when nice. we get back home. And sure enough. He shipped them Monday. They were at my door on nice. Wednesday. That's so the kind on, of guy he is. Yeah, so. exactly. He's solid, right? So, again, the community helping each other out, right? So then I'm thinking, dude, this is happening. Like, this is finally things are going to go smoothly, right. right? I call Louise. Bro. No. I got my spacers. Let's put my wheels back on. I'm going to give you back your wheels. We're good to go. I meet him at America's Tire. I buffed out the spacers. Yeah. You buffed them out? I bust them out. Oh, okay. I take them out. Right. I thought you were like cleaning your spacers. No. <laughs> he says, dude, I don't think they're going to fit. <laughs> Why goes, not? So what was the issue? So he took one wheel off the, the, the bore, the hub bore uh-huh. on the, on the spacers that Nick sent me are smaller. Oh no. So the, the lugs were right. The lugs were right. But that little piece, the, the piece the that, axle that the, 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 housing, hub, the yeah. hub pops through, right. right. Was too small. Oh shit. Toyotas have a need a bigger hub bore and he drives a Chevy. And I'm like, you've got to so be kidding me. So you have to like me. machine those out or something, right? So then he goes, I think I have a set at my house. Let's go to my house. <laughs> All right. So we leave America's tire. We put the tire back on. We leave America's tire. Uh-huh. We go to his house, right? He he couldn't find the spacers. So we spent half an hour looking through his garage to find the spacers. He finally found the spacers. He goes, here, work on this nut that's like on there. It's jammed. Yeah. And then, and it was missing a stud. He's like, I'll find the stud. Right. Fine. We're literally putting together spacers, okay? <laughs> so I'm in the back of the FJ, and I'm, like, getting this, like, nut that's, like, seized on there because you have to use red, red Loctite on these things, right? Yep. So I'm, like, breaking this thing free. I finally break it free. Guess what? It wasn't red Loctite. It was cross-threaded. Oh, wow. So there goes. So now we're down two studs. Wow. I'm like, shit. So what we end up doing is we end up taking his spare tire off of his gate and because he had a spacer on that one. Yeah. And we cannibalize that spacer for the two missing studs, and we make two complete spacers. Nice. Right? This is this was supposed to be a 15-minute job. Sure. Literally swapping Which tires. like a, what, three, four-hour deal or what? Five hours. Five hours. I met him at 4 o'clock. I didn't get home till 9.30. Dude, it's, it's and the then, law. It's the law of how this shit works. And so that alone did not take five hours, right? Yep. Because it still got worse. So we're, now we think we're golden. We start taking wheels off, right? Um, he takes off three of my tires. Uh-huh. The fourth one, he snaps the lock. <laughs> the wheel lock snaps. Boom, shears right there. We're like, fudge. And then right? you started going through his tools, right? And then we start going through tools. And then he goes, dude, I can, I can pound, I can like, I can break it off. Okay. So then he grabs What's his tools. <laughs> he, uh, he, grabs, he grabs his tools. Coffee. Yeah. He grabs his tools and we start breaking off the thing of splines. <laughs> then I my spline tool because Toyota has some weird size spline. Mm-hmm. Um, my spline tool fails, 
And so now we're literally ruining tools to get the remaining lugs <laughs> off because we're out of tools and we're out of time. Oh, and we're and we're being careful to preserve one last tool so we can put them back on. Sure. Right. Yeah. So we've gone through three tools, and we've stripped like almost all of them to get these lugs off. And all and, and you know what I'm thinking to myself? What's up? Is that one, this dude has kept his cool the entire freaking time. He hasn't, like, freaked out, gone upset, nothing. Or, or, damn, I'm an idiot for helping you in the first place. I should have just stayed out of it. N nothing, right? Super chill the entire time. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, what if this shit happened on the trail? Sure. What if my if I needed to swap a tire and my wheel lock snapped and then my spline tool, like, sprayed open, like, splayed completely Well, you probably wouldn't open. be using an impact wrench. No, we weren't using tool. an impact wrench. He was using a we hand. We were wrench? using hand tools. <laughs> oh shit! That's exactly, exactly. I go, dude, and this is this is my point to everybody because you know why we were able to to save, why we were able to listen up, that? everybody. Why? Because he had multiples yeah. of the same thing. Redundancies. Redundancies. Yeah. And that's the backups. And, and these were in his truck, not at his house. Sure. Right. And so that's that's the biggest lesson is that even even something as simple as a socket for your lugs. Dude, carry two. Hell, they're small. Carry three. Like, you have those tools. They don't last forever. They're not like a true socket wrench, yep. right? They don't last forever. They're they're gonna they're gonna wear out. They're that's just the nature of them. Carry two or three, especially if you have like the spline kind, like I do. So, anyways, we finished that night. I still wasn't done. I had to go because now I had a bunch of mismatched lugs because we hodgepodge the thing together. Yep. So the next day, I go to work on Monday at lunchtime. I go to America's Tire. Again, remember you texted me. You're like, hey, dude, what's going on? And yep. I go, hey, guess where I am right now? And he goes, all these like America's tire. He's like, fuck, dude, they should just give you a shirt. <laughs> just work there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm there buying a new set of lugs and um, and torquing everything down properly. So with their torque wrenches. So, yeah, I mean, talk about like a total fiasco um, following everything else that has gone. So, right. you know, less than less than. You know, is if it's gonna go, if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Just give yourself time and money to do the <laughs> job right. That's it, guys. That's really I mean, long story short, that's what it comes down. to. You know to. what it comes down to is me trying to finish everything by a deadline and not being patient and doing it all right and at a, at a calm pace. It's me trying to meet a deadline and getting out the door and making all these deals and making and and, and doing all of these like solu temporary solutions yep. to meet a deadline. I mean, once you're under a deadline, you, you do what you have to do. Yeah. So check out Jim walking by right these now. These guys have these guys are carrying crates. With his buddy carrying two of those Rome cases. Yeah. Dude, That's like massive, massive cases full of coffee. What are they doing? Oh, I think they're gonna do their water, their ocean shot. What's that? Their ocean shot. Remember, he wanted to throw oh, in the water at night. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, unless he wants to leave it overnight <laughs> and see if it's still there in the morning. So now we're finally doing things the right way. Like you said, I've got my wheels. Yep. I've got a set of rad fuel. Uh, Zephyr wheels sitting in my guest room. Um, I'm not going to talk about the color because it's going to be a surprise. I'm really fired up about these wheels. They look nice. And then, uh, so now I just got to get some tires on I'll them and get them. them mounted. So that'll happen when we get home. Not mm -hmm. in a hurry. Nope. Just going to make the plan and give it an extra day. You are so in a hurry. You cannot wait. You're going out of your skin to get that done. <laughs> I, I know. Am. Don't I lie am. to me. That is just how it is. It's fine. I, I, I There's am. no shame in that. I am. I'm so excited for these wheels and to finally get this like this this chapter closed and on to the next one. So so yeah, that's been the last like only two weeks. We've only been back for, like for like two weeks. Yep. And then we we hit that uh, 
where we did our last podcast. We did, yeah. Uh, Long Beach. Yep. What was it called? The uh, OC Overland. The OC Overland uh, truck flicks and chill. Can drives. Yeah, the, the, the food can drive. Yep. yep. Can food drive. Yep, that was cool. We had fun that there. It was chill. It was mellow. It started raining. Yeah. It was like, whatever. Yeah. It was a Toyota event. I had my Jeep there. It was kind of weird. I Dude, lie. I know you but say But people that. were stoked. No, I'm, I'm cool. Exactly. Like, hey, it's it stands out. Exactly. It's you got plenty of Toyota. attention. Definitely exactly. not. It's and you Jeep. know what? There was, a, there was a couple gladiators there that got some attention. Yep. It was cool. We had fun. Yeah, Casey fun. brought their Gladiator out. Yeah. Brand new. Super shiny. Yeah. So Can't wait for them to give it to us so we can go drive it around. Yep. yep. I know. That's You guys wait for that podcast because that's going to be awesome. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. We've got some uh, We've got some promises that and that we're hoping to, to hold them to. Some definite cool shit. On yeah. There. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, we are, we are out here in Baja. So, now Baja, right? So, fast forward to today or yep. yesterday. Well, and this weekend. This weekend. And we're we're in Baja. We did um, the Camp Forlo thing today. We drove. We all, we wheeled yesterday uh, for a portion, and then today. Yeah, and it wasn't all highway road. It yeah, was, yeah, it was. It, it was. was I mean, mix. we from here from from the hostel, we didn't hit highway until the way back. Sure. Like we left here straight for dirt all the way. Yep. And then on the way back, we hit a fifteen mile stretch yeah. of road. Paved yeah. Road. But uh, good times. I mean, it's funny because on my way out or just leading up to this after I signed up and I told my friends and my family, I'm like, I'm going to freaking Mexico. I'm going to Baja. And then it gets to the point where people are just talking to you left and right. They're like, dude, I have a friend whose cousin's (laughs) sister's daughter's brother ended up getting held up by the police and shaken down for $200. (laughs) I'm like, get the fuck out of here. For real? All All those people? You connected all those people together, and that's who you heard it from. <laughs> and then second, like that's what they do out here. Well, and on third, why do you have two hundred dollars on you, like, dude? What you didn't you didn't stash a couple hundred bucks for yourself? Yeah, but they're not on me. They're not in my pocket. Well, it's like on you, like on your in your vehicle, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So it's like you know everyone tells you bring that Mexico money. You need that Mexico money. The federales, they're just a bunch of crooks and thieves, and all they want to do is steal your shit. That's it. You come to Mexico, you cross the border, they just want to steal everything you have because this is just a freaking Wild West society of, like, assholes. You know, like, that's what people say, and that's what they want you to know, and that's what they want you to think. And it's, like, fucked up because the reality is you come out here, you come out here, and sure, you hit that stretch of Tijuana, and it is pretty gnarly the way people live. And the shit that they go through and just that that whole economy that's down there. But then you get through Tijuana, you get through Rosarito and Sonata, and you're like, oh, these are just people living their lives. These this is not an economy based on people who just want to jack me, steal from me, and like, you know, whatever. Right. Kill me. Right. So And it's and it's funny because the bias and, and just the attitude amongst average people that you talk to when you're like oh i'm going to mexico like be careful oh dude be careful it's like holy shit my car is gonna fucking blow up as soon as i cross our border <laughs> there's so much that can like, happen i am going to walk back naked back to america i guess yeah that's yeah. what i signed up for i just paid camp for low <laughs> to let me come and get mugged all right I, so on I, that note I'm putting i'm putting emphasis on it because it, it kind of pisses me off well i want to get madden on this because matt and I mean, so he can a so he can defend himself against Matt. Cause I think Matt has got a lot to offer with for when it comes to sure. explaining, which is the only reason why I'm getting here, through Mexico and having all that pedigree. happen. 
So let's um, let's get him wired up with the mic, and then we'll come back and we'll talk to him, and we'll talk about the whole Camp Forlow thing, top to bottom, what you need to get here. You hey know, guys, what almost two days. I have not been mugged, raped. As a matter of fact, I traded a beer for somebody to help me fix my rig. So exactly, we'll so get to it. We'll get to it in a second. Okay, so we're back. We've got Matt sitting with us now. He's he's set up with a mic, Matt. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. I'm Matt with Camp Forlo, and we do Baja tours, guided tours with your own rig. Yep. Very cool. And that's why we're here. And yep. so you heard some of what Ollie was saying because you were sitting here already. Yeah, right. Basically, I need you to answer the question hmm. of why the hell would I want to go to a country that's just there to steal from me? And trust me, this is not coming from me. This is just like the average thought, per The right? perception, right? The perception, the perception of, of coming to Mexico and a so lawless why? craziness. If you believe the media, you won't come. Right. But Which some might say is a good thing. True. It is kind of, the, the border is kind of a nice filter. You know, Tijuana yeah. kind of is a nice filter for yeah. people, right? Like, and they say bad roads bring good people. Yeah, that's you true. Know, if you have to work hard to get somewhere, yeah. you're probably going to be a decent guy or a decent person. Yeah. And yeah. We have so, so what do you tell people who hear about Camp Forlo and, you know, like someone like Ollie, right, who's, who either hasn't been here in a super long time or hasn't been at all? Because you'd be amazed how many people, or maybe you wouldn't, how many people in L.A., San Diego, even Orange County, who have never been to Baja? I've talked to so many of them. Like, what do you say to those people who are like, uh, I'm on the fence? They just hear the word Mexico. Right. And they freak out. You know, I just tell them, look at what we're doing. Look at our videos. Look at our stuff. We go where there's not a lot of people. Yeah. Sure, you can find trouble in Ensenada. You can find trouble in Tijuana if you want to find you it. You can find trouble in L.A. Exactly. You can find you trouble be in Orange County. Doing right. anything, you know. Um, a lot of people are f afraid of the cartel stuff. Right. right. Yep. You know, I think that's probably one of the bigger things. They generally just don't mess with people like tourists. Right. Because it doesn't do anything for them. It's bad for business. Right. Um, but you also need to know where you're going. Right. Um you don't want to come up on a air quotes farm right. <laughs> someday, you know. So that's right. why you hire people like us, right? Because we know we've been racing down here forever. They're talking about weed. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you if you if you play stupid games, you're going to win stupid prizes. I love that yeah, saying. That that's one of my favorites. Saying. I love that so, saying. So, man, we come here, we give back to the community. I make sure we go to small stores. And yep. we, you know, we take care of the people. Um, we give back. Yeah. Because this place has given me a lifetime of fun and adventure. And I've been coming since I was 17 yeah, years old. Yeah, let's talk, talk, let's about, talk that, about that. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about your history, your background. Why have you been in coming Mexico. since you were 17 years old? Yeah. I like the simplicity. I like the simplicity. Yeah. I'm not a big rule guy. I hate the fact that we have to get a permit to do anything in California or America. Yeah, yeah. carry your um, gun. You know, here you can light off some fireworks. If you're dumb, you're gonna blow your hand off, or you're gonna catch something on fire, or, take or out whatever. Take a girl in the middle of the fire control. pit. Yeah, we'll right, talk right. About well, that. That's hilarious. But if you, just, <laughs> if you just do your thing and you're, and you're good and you're, and hold you're on, safe, hold on. We have to talk about that because that was that so, was like the best that firework was the ever. Most amazing thing. That was I've my ever favorite seen. firework. Which one was that? So somebody was firing off bottle rockets. 
the, the smaller <laughs> ones. And this bottle rocket, first of all, it made the most anemic sound I've ever the, heard. The bottle I rocket know. said like, okay. okay. It sounded sick. It did. It's like, I guess I'm going to fly now. <laughs> and, and then it gave up halfway and came back. And then it went up like four, like no, it went up like seven feet, and then it made an immediate U-turn, and it came sp- and it came back to the crowd. Here's the here's the crazy part. When I say it made a U-turn and came back to the crowd, it took five minutes to make the U-turn and get back to the crowd. Like it was the slowest firework, the slowest I've disaster ever ever seen in my life. Like the Hindenburg, and still, just like you know what's funny? Motion. You say that that's exactly what I was going to use the example of. It's what I imagined. Oh, it's what I imagine the Hindenburg busting, bursting into flames looking like. Just this, like, this ball of fire moving, like, like half an inch an hour, like, right. just flaming across the sky. And and everyone's staring at it and no one moving. Yeah, like, this thing staring. came for the I girls. I got a couple of pictures. That's right. It, yeah. <laughs> These things came for these ladies that were sitting on a bench and not one of them moved. They just watched <laughs> it happen. Hit them in the head. <laughs> hit them in the and head. And they, like, jumped up <laughs> like there were mice and... And then it, and then it exploded. <laughs> and fireballs from the sky. It exploded under the under the chairs. It was hilarious. She jumped so high. <laughs> Poor girl. I've Welcome never, to Camp Fort Lauderdale. I've never seen a firework. I didn't even know things could stay in flight don't for that sleep. long and that slow without wings. Like don't sleep, Camp Fort Lauderdale. Right. Don't sleep. <laughs> Granted, everyone went to bed last night. And this is, was very and disappointing. See, and this is why fireworks are regulated in America. <laughs> But you know, there's something about Mexican fireworks that just there like, is. It's, you know, we wouldn't like, have this story. It upset, right? Like you, you're like holding one in your hand. You're like, this motherfucker's gonna blow up. Yep. I'm gonna lose my hand at a Camp Forlo event. It didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen. I was stoked that it didn't, didn't happen. happen. Very exciting. I was super excited. So yes, all, all our guests return home with all digits. All digits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you do sign a waiver, so <laughs> so far so good. Okay, so Matt, um, Baja. Your your history here, what's your story in like? Because you said you've been coming here since you were seventeen. Mm-hmm. So I mean, doing what? What have you? What's that been like? What's what's that trajectory been like over the years? Kind of well, give us a background. I worked in a Volkswagen shop when I was a kid, and there was a Baja racer next door. Nice. And one day he came over and asked me if I wanted to pre-run the Baja five hundred, and I had to ask permission from my mom. <laughs> and she let me go. Wow. She's like, maybe you don't come back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She's you like, maybe. It. She's, it's a win-win. <laughs> it's a win. He has a good time. Maybe he doesn't come back. One less mouth to <laughs> One feed. One less mouth to feed. <laughs> no, you're he, from a big family. I jumped in the truck and rode down here, and the guy took me pre-running, and I just got hooked, and I started going on the weekends and working in his shop. And about all he'd let me do was scrape skid plates and clean CV joints and, and things. And to be fair, though, like what 17-year-old is not going to get hooked on horsepower and freedom? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because right. I was a car guy anyway. I was, right. I was into muscle cars. Hold on. I'm going like to race that. a car and go to a country where I can literally do anything I want? Yes, Sign pl- me up. So, yes, please. So wait. let's. Uh, here's the deal. When people are listening to us, yeah. they don't always have all the context for everything, or they might not even understand no, racing. So yeah. when you say pre-run, you're pre-running what the course before the what, race? Yeah, you pre-run the, the course a few times before the race. Which race? Uh, the Baja 1000, Baja 500. Right. You know, most races, they pre-run. And they already have the course kind of mapped out. They have it know. mapped out. In, yep. in the old days, there was no GPS. Yeah. It was, it was a, a Xerox copy of a really crappy 
topo map at the counter wow. a, a black sharpie drawn where the course is going to go <laughs> yeah. and then a copy of that and they hand you that oh my sure. god and then they put stakes with arrows every so often and you know yeah but a lot of the stuff is the same courses and the, the veterans know you know yeah but you pre-run so you know certain sections where you can go fast where you can we have to go slow and once you know the course you know the, the ones that pre-run the most are the ones that are most successful got it so, right, and part of the pre-running like any race, yeah. Yeah. Was, was my favorite part because this place is so awesome that when you're racing, you don't have a lot of time to, you know, to see stuff because sure. you're busy. You're busy. Yeah. You're, you're <clears> so, focusing on the course. Right. And, the, and the, when you do the pre-run, you get to stop in a glorious spot and overlook the ocean or whatever and right. have a Coke and sit down, but you still need to make your miles. So you don't right. get a lot of time. And there's a lot of things that I, I knew were here, but never had the real time to actually explore that's where i started the camp forlo i want to take people and show them all these things and that's what we're doing it is cold yeah. here i am freezing <laughs> we have this thing where we're all like <laughs> shivering well the, here's the, the reality is is we tend to do the event right and then by the time we're done with the event and we have the story to tell you guys it's nighttime it's nighttime so we exactly. suffer we suffer to bring so, this to you Pretty much every time we do a podcast, it's it's cold, it's dark, and <laughs> all just... of our guests are over there at this nice warm campfire. Right. We're saying... Hey, we'll get you out of here in a minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll get you over there. Don't worry. We've got some awards. Answer our questions. <laughs> Answer our questions if you want warm. Yes, sir. Ollie just blew out my ears. <laughs> oh my god. I'm I'm wearing headphones and I'm monitoring like the podcast as it happens in the recording, just some behind the scenes With and like he just, responsibility comes he great just power. blew out my ears. <laughs> so thank you. Um so yeah, okay. So Camp Four Low, your experience here, you used to race um many years. You put in um you, you know the country obviously and the terrain. A lot of the trails that we that you choose for these routes are based on that experience. On on those and other trails that, like in this area, I had a house right up there on okay. that beach that yeah, we yeah, went to yeah. today. And I'd bring my kids down and some friends, and we'd hang out and we'd we just take these trails and go goof off. And that's nice. where we found like the pirate bar and yeah. all these things. So we'd drive off road all the way down from where we started to, or where we were today. We'd stop by here and hang out, and then we'd go yeah. down there and just make a day of it. How, yeah. did, how did you first find Cuatro Casas? My my first what? How did you find this place? I stumbled on it. Okay. I knew I'd race the race course runs back there. You know, it runs by here and I always knew there was something here and I'd yeah. heard of it, but I'd never again, never had time never to had investigate. Time. So I and came this over place here and is super interesting. They have a bowl like for skateboarding. For skateboarding. And mm -hmm. you have like these girls here. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole group the Las Who are Chicas. They? Las Chicas. Yes. L O S C C I C H K K a Z. Yeah, they're checks. a bunch of girl skaters from Arizona. Yeah, capital A, capital Z. And they're 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 super cool. Also, I, I follow I one of the girls on Instagram. I followed her for years, and I finally got to meet her, which is really super cool. That's right. So she brought me a shirt. I took some rad pictures, shirt, so we'll post know. some of those too. These girls could skate. It was it was awesome. I shouldn't say girls, ladies. They were they were kick ass. Like and so this, but this whole place has a crazy. This is like the quintessential like experience in my book of of a place where travelers kind of like cross paths because you have so many different kinds of people here right now yes. you have us you have well, these skater chicks alone. in our overland group alone yeah you have a lot of different types of people and then you have these guys yeah. who are surfers who are passing through in their vans under their have motos these guys on on dirt it's bikes the same dude 
The same dude on the moto is the guy grabbing his board and going surfing. In a lot of cases, yeah. Yeah, there's a like, right point break out front here, yeah. and, it, and it breaks on a south swell. Yeah. And this is a hostel. Right. Which, a hostel, they have bunk rooms, and then they have a kitchen, so you could come stay in a bunk room for cheap, and you could cook your own food yep. in the kitchen. Right. And stay here and surf your brains out. That's, right. And then they have private rooms and with their own bathrooms and all that stuff. And yeah. Those are a little more, but yeah, it's a great vibe, great place. It's it's not the, the off roady. It's not Mike Sky no. Ranch, which I take groups there, and we yeah. go to Rancho El Coyote. We do the traditional stuff on our normal tours. What is the traditional stuff? <clears throat> the traditional off road stuff, like the Rancho Coyote and the Mike Sky Ranch, and the all those ep epic off road okay. Baja One Thousand. Got it. You know, scene right places, places that, yeah, the, the the usual stops, right? A lot the, the, of history, the usual watering holes and rest right, areas, right? Right. Yeah. But I like this place. It's kind of off the that radar. And yeah. So and I can usually get in, and you know, I'm real good friends with the owner. I was gonna say now, the guy that runs this place is a trip. Yeah, he, he's, he's a trip. Funny man, Richard. Yeah. yeah that dude's funny. Yep. He's. He, a, he's I got a my good hand dude. slapped earlier because I I reached for the tortillas when he was making dinner. Right on. Yeah, and I I thought it was like a buffet line. And no, he, he was serving every single person. Yeah, I didn't realize that that was. <laughs> he's gonna make sure you got your two pieces of fish right. per taco. Right, three tacos. The way he's gonna make it. Yeah. Right, three tacos, two pieces of fish, and the fixins the way yep. that he's gonna do it. So exactly. that was bluefin tuna. That was delicious. that was so good. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah, that was so Fresh. good. Those were, it's not like tilapia. No, no, no offense no. to Marco. Sorry. No tilapia. Sometimes Marco here. does the tilapia fish tacos and. I love them. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. But the bluefin. The bluefin oh, was. It's a different. It's a different category of fish. Oh, totally. Yeah, I so still need to get mine. Oh, I haven't dude. got mine yet. So I what eat are you last. Doing here? I eat last. I wait for everybody to make sure. Everybody they, they is get fed. in like an hour. Like and two and hours ago. ago. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm a little nervous and keyed up and <laughs> want to make sure everybody's having a good time. You That's know? true, yeah. right? No, when I don't eat stoked. enough. I don't drink enough water. I, right. Just during these trips. When it's your party, it's yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure everybody's happy. Right. So tell us about today. How today? Yeah. What? What happened today? Well, how'd you how'd you what feel you, about today? How'd you feel about it? I feel great. Put us put us in put us in your shoes. Like, um, so today started. Uh, what what did we do? We got coffee. I, we had coffee. Ground pounder coffee. Yeah. Yep. Graciously wow. provided all the coffee for everybody, and uh, they're good dudes. They're they're good yeah. dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Jim um, is awesome. Yeah, I've been wanting to talk to Jim. Guy just he's he's always out. He's always hanging out with yeah. like us. Yeah. He's yeah. He's come out to like. Uh, my buddy Rob's events, uh, Venture the Wild. Yeah, Venture the Wild. And then uh, has he been to Rigs and Coffee too? No, he hasn't been. No, there, but I was thinking was, about that. You yeah, got to get him in. Where there. else did I see him at? The SFO Adventure. That's right. Expo. Yeah. He so was he's there. always so he's out. Oh, and he had his pullout. His uh, right. His uh, uh, percolating yep. pullout. Like right. it's a. Uh, it's in his passenger seat, and it's on a slider. It's on a slider, and, and he, he pulls, pulls it, it out. out. Yeah. yeah, it's badass. He's got it's two of those sweet. hundred cup. Percolators yes. and yep. yeah, it's pretty kick ass. Yeah, budget. I bought one of those percolators for our big groups. Oh, really? Well, nice. like the Fiesta. That's oh, what wow. I, I bought one for that. That's awesome. Very and cool. um, I had different coffee. Is then, that the one in October? Yeah, nice. And we're gonna do it again. Is that, I hear is that gonna happen that. then? We're gonna do it again. It's gonna yes. be November, the first weekend in November. Oh, I can't wait. Same basic. Okay, are we time going to the same place in San Felipe? Kiki's, yes. Kiki's, yes. Awesome. Yeah, that's the one that you saw the picture of Ali that you right with those little huts. I want to, I want to be in one of those huts. I can, I can arrange that. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, so in November, though, is it cold? Through a firework. Uh, no, <laughs> not in San Felipe. All right, cool. No, it, it's it was, the end of the season. Like the second week in June yep. to end of September, you don't want to go to San Felipe. Okay. Unless you like 115 and Woo! humid. No. And humid. <laughs> and humid. Do not. Wait, wait, in October, I went, I slept on my sleeping bag. 
on top of it? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's just too high. And, and, and no rain fly. Was it like 75, 80 degrees at night? No, it wasn't that warm. I mean, it was like 70 at night. Yeah. I think perfect. it was 85. Because I hear it's been like, what has it been out here so far? At, at night? night? Real it, mild. It's been in the 60s. 60s, right? Yeah. yeah it was yeah. like warm last night. It was like nice. Yeah. Last night yeah. I slept on, on my sleeping bag again. It was mid 60s last night. Yeah. Yeah. The weather down here on this side, on the Pacific side, is very similar to. San Diego. Yeah. yeah. You know, exactly. we're only two hours south of Ensenada. You yeah, totally. South you do feel like you're in another world. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had conversations. I've had this conversation with a few other people, but it's like, it's like you're, you've rewound the clock a hundred years mm-hmm. in Orange County, Los, Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. And you're back to what it used to look like. Yep. Which this is, is yeah. exactly what California this. used to look like before yep. the Irvine. Beautiful coast. Little so. towns. Gorgeous coast. And then just <laughs> desert. Yep. yep. Desert valleys and hills. Normal people get to enjoy the beach. Yeah, exactly. Without a big hassle. Dude, we are all backed up to this cliff. And it's like about a 30-foot cliff. And it it goes in a couple steps. And below that is a rock beach with the most epic waves that are so consistent. They keep rolling in. I was just taking pictures and watching the surfers. And I'm just like, shit, this is a badass spot. So mellow. And there's like five dudes out there for what... Normally, like if you go to San Clemente, right, there'd be like thirty guys, yeah, going for those waves. Yeah, when right. there's when there's eight guys out here, it's crowded. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. it's just gorgeous out here. Beautiful visibility. Yep. The vibe, I can't. The vibe is badass. I mean, even right now, I mean, I hope you guys can hear the music in the background. That's not us. That's yeah. the hostel, and that's and there's just people chilling out by and you know on the chairs. I hope we don't get sued for that. By the you way, you know, yeah, no, I think we're good. Um, you know, they have their kitchen and they're just serving some dinner to people that want to eat, you know, if yep. they want to. They've got a campfire out here going. Like, so this place the, is ultra chill. At the hostel, you basically, it's a la carte, right? So you're going to, like, if you want ice, you're going to buy, they got ice for you to buy. Right. You want to use a shower, they got a shower for you to use, but it's going to cost you a little money. They've got a full menu, a decent menu, actually. Yeah, yeah. Of everything from quesadillas to tacos, burritos, what, what have you. Again, you're paying Drinks, for it. everything, if, yeah. If it's so... Camp Forlo does provide food. Yes, they provided all our meals today. On our trips, actually, the whole I, day. I set yeah. up yeah. all the all the all the meals are set up. Everything's we eat family style in the hostel because our, yep. our normal trips we have six to eight people. Right. And we. This is a big trip. Yeah, this is a big trip. This is a like a uh, like the first one's like free. A sampler. <laughs> this yeah, like, this yeah. is like a, a sampler. Little, platter. A little taste of what, your, what we're this doing. This is your Camp Forlo sampler platter. Right. Is 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 what these so are. It's, it's it's an affordable way to come check out what we're doing, right? Because then, the ones that you do, like you said, are normally what six to eight people, right? And they're smaller groups, and they're longer. And they're longer trips. Uh, I, I like. I think the perfect trip is a three night, four day trip. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. perfect. Two, the two night ones are just too short because we have the travel. It's so much right. to get. Down. I feel like it's already over. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So. The three night, four day, it's perfect. It's the same thing with fish, right? Yeah. Three days. Or and it's relatives. funny because it doesn't even feel like we're marketing you right now. It just feels like this is information I want to know. Yes. Because this is stuff I personally want to go do. Totally. This is awesome. Yeah. 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 So we got up this morning at six, mm-hmm. right? Or about, you. It was, coffee was ready by six, I should say. Um, breakfast was good to go by seven. Um, we wanted wheels up at nine. And we were like rolling. 9.15. We yeah, were, so we 9:15. were a little late. Breakfast was a little late. So yeah. we kind right. of pushed that schedule out. Yeah. yeah. There was we a lot of people here. here to feed. Yeah. The cool thing is that we rolled. We never hit a road on the way out of here. Like, it was dirt. Right. We, walked, we, were, we, we rolled out the gate, and it was dirt from that point on all the way out. And right. And so um, 
the trail, we went through some uh, some ranch land, mm-hmm. right? Some right. farmland. Farm private. Land. Right. Private farmland. <laughs> private. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and Like, it goes to show, well, like, had roads. we not had the right people, we would have had a very big issue. Right. Yeah. We explained to the guy what we were doing. Yep. And... Um, because we got stopped like a couple times. Right, and he wanted he wanted to make sure we were going slow, you know. And of course, right. Not when we're in farmland, everybody. we we go down roads with people on them, and think we I make sure we go really slow, no dust, and we respect the people. Yeah. And what we're doing versus some of the faster tour guys, they're 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 they tend to tear up the roads and things, and yeah. it doesn't do anything for the people because all they have to do is they have to fix the roads. Now, right. You know, so. We go so slow. We're not tearing anything up. Right. We're just cruising, and they're they're liking us. Yeah, they're they're digging it because and, we are bringing. Some and you're and you know you're kind of serving the community at the same time, right? Because we're you're buying local. Right. You're shopping local. You're you're supplying a lot of this stuff with local people. I noticed one of the local people from the town brought a little like pop up store. Right. Right, and she had like uh, blankets and you know you know yep. little jackets and trinkets and whatnot so people and people, yeah, bought people stuff. are buying stuff i bought i bought a blanket yeah, i'm stoked that's you know? great yeah shannon that's bought great. a hoodie like i mean there's all kinds it's of part cool of the stuff. like i, I want to give back to yeah. this place that is and these people are, are just so lovely right you know they really I don't are know what yeah. adjective to you but right <laughs> they, they are just awesome they're just they're just they're just great people. They're just so nice and so welcoming and so friendly. That's true. Well, they're not here running a scam, man. They're just trying to eat like the rest of us. For sure. Right. Trying to live out. indoors. I, you know? uh, <laughs> I got off. So we, we left the dunes, and we'll, we'll go through today. But real quick, we left the, the, the last stop that we had on our, on our trail ride, which was these amazing dunes. And we got back on the road, and then we stopped at this uh, market, Coronas. Well... Right before we left the dunes, I realized that my caliper had uh, lost the lower, I believe it was the lower bolt. Yeah. The no, the bolt. upper bolt. Lost the upper bolt. And uh, basically what that means is my caliper now pushes up against the inside of the wheel well, and I needed to get a bolt. The rim. The rim, correct. Wheel, well, whatever. <laughs> and uh, and essentially, without getting a bolt in there, I'd, I'd have been screwed probably too much friction, would have probably fucked something up. Well, right before you get into the main road, uh, the dirt road off the main road to Cuatro Casas, you have a, a mechanic shop. Basically, they serve or they, they, they sell everything you need to service your vehicle um, in addition to random parts. And a gentleman by the name of Raul came out and helped me out. And it's funny because I saw all you guys driving by and you're like, are you OK? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And I really was because this guy's like, you're my friend. I'm going to help you out. Let's wow. figure this out. That's and awesome. Me and Raul went through a series of bolts. Eventually landed on one. It was a little bit long, but it now has my caliper in place where it needs to be. Yeah. And right he's like, give me a dollar. I'm like, how much do you a want? A dollar? Like, he's like, give me a dollar. I'm like, So Dude, you gave him five, right? I'm like, you want a beer? He goes, yeah. I gave him my 40. Oh, wow. I gave him my Pacifico that I just that's bought. awesome. At the store <laughs> that I was going to like crack open over here. No. That's Raul's now. Yeah. And he's stoked. He's like, yeah, I want Sarissa. Yeah, I want Sarissa. <laughs> so, I mean, again, went out of his way, helped me out, was super gracious, let me work on the car in his driveway. Like, just good people. Yep. Good yeah. people. And that store just that we went to, the Corona store? Yep. Awesome. Like, super friendly. And you get what you get what you want. Right. Yeah. For what you got to pay for it. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I am sure there is a 
bad apple in every bunch, right? Right, of Absolutely. course. And I am sure that this country probably gets a lot of assholes coming across the border, messing with things, and they tend to look on those people with those plates a certain way, the same way that we tend to look at people who come across our borders a certain way. If you act like an asshole, I'm sure you're going to get pulled over. And exactly. when you get pulled over, they have a system here where you can kind of take care of it right away, which I wish they had in California because that'd be so much easier, right? <laughs> there, just take no care points on your license. Right. Just take care of it at the Let's moment. Let's just handle this now. Actually, it's much more convenient than what you get in California. There's a there's a there's a movement of 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 gringos that are fighting the mordita. That's what it's called. Yeah. And is that the bribery? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a bite. If it's you know, mordita. here's the way I look at it. If I blow the stop sign, yeah, you yeah. deserve. I'll give yeah. that guy a twenty. <laughs> yeah, I'll give that guy a twenty. You know, yeah. um, if I didn't, it's like the if I didn't do anything, if driving. the guy's just hustling me, you, all you need to do is you just tell him, okay, take me to the station, right? And he'll you'll follow him, and he'll just peel off. Yeah, because they don't want to go through that. No. And they know they're already wrong. Right, they're you know already what? wrong. That right. ha- that has happened to me. Where I went to the station, one of them actually took me to the station when I was in my mid twenties, right, and. I talked to the chief or whoever was on was in in charge, mm-hmm. and I told him. They, he goes, "Why are you here for this for like a traffic violation?" Yeah. He's like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> and I go, "Because he told me I had to give him twenty bucks, and I said I didn't have any money, so I'm here." And then he goes, "Hey, come here. Did you did you tell me I had to give you money?" He goes, "Get out. You go home. Nice." And I, so that's I mean, the way you so want that right. story to end. Yeah, they yeah. they will uh, stand up for you. Yeah. If you had to go to that extent, if you had to go to that extent, hey, yeah, and you, you know, know why? If you did it, pay it. Go ahead. Right. Well, and even though that that guy is not going to take your twenty to, sure, the it's judge. going to him. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to buy lunch and <laughs> right. You know, a six pack of Pacifico for the for the night. But <laughs> right, it is what it is. But you know, you're paying your penance for breaking the law. Well, right. and what I'm saying is, is like the reason, the reason, like why you'd pay is because. You fucked up. Right. Yeah. I mean, flat out. Like, yeah. you're you're not usually getting rolled for nothing. Right. Right. You know? Right. So, just just pay up. If you just practice economy. some situational awareness. Right. Um, mind your P's and Q's. Yeah. You're good. You know, go with people that know where they're going. Right. Right. Don't drive at night. Don't. Go off to somewhere you don't know. Don't explore somewhere that you just don't know. Right. Because, and, and don't go out alone. It's because a lot a of these idea. places you've gone to, actually all these places you've gone to, you've gone through. And you guys pre-run these You've routes. already explored it. Right, right. Nothing's like a new kind of road. Right. Like this this trip, I didn't pre-run it. Oh, no? No, this this area is our backyard. Oh, okay. So I, I knew I had an idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. And it was pretty close to exactly Well, that's true what, because, like you said, we were basically in between Cuatro Casas and your house where right. you used to live. Right, right. So you knew this area pretty right. well already. And that space, that, that place we went for lunch, right. which we call it really Secret nice. Spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Secret, you know, I took 20 rigs there today. <laughs> but um, <laughs> As, that little private beach, we, we would just pack up the kids and coolers and, you know, surfboards and whatever and just go down and we go down and spend the entire day on that beach laying around take a nap frolic in the water whatever yeah. let the kids run around and then, there is a beach there on the side i saw on there, the left yeah, side there is a beach. beach yeah you can yeah. hike down into that and yeah. it, it's your own little beach it's, yeah, man. it's, really it's nice. private there's nobody around 
That's I rad. like that. Yeah. The, that here. kind of stuff you don't find back home. And I didn't have to keep going out and feeding the meter. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. That kind I mean, of stuff. Camp, wiping chalk off my too, tires. Right? You know. That kind of stuff you don't find back home in California. The other thing that you don't find back home is wheeling by the ocean. Right. Unless you go to Pismo and there's so many rules there. Right. Same thing. It's been basically gutted for fun. Right. And it's like, getting smaller and smaller. And it's getting smaller yeah, and smaller. They keep, yeah. They keep I, taking off square footage. Man, why not just come to Mexico? Yeah. Let me take care of you. <laughs> so like that that spot, for instance, you could have camped out there overnight. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, can so you bitchy. can you camp out at the spot? Because after we after we stayed there, had lunch, took a bunch of pictures. Um, oh, we fixed the truck. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, they welded the chalk together with it. Which is amazing to me that and this is the one thing that I we we mentioned this in in other episodes because it's just it always happens. Something always happens. Period. Not because you're in Mexico, just because you're wheeling. Yep. Something always happens. Yep. Somebody's going to break something. Exactly. And so I am constantly this happened in Moab, yep. right? I am constantly blown away by the support and the ingenuity of the off-road community. Like their ability to band together, not complain, combine efforts and make it happen like some kind of virtual mechanical like mechanic of auto service Voltron is like amazing. Right. Like, and they did. The guy cut the bottom, he he drilled the bottom out of a um out of a socket. You know, a, a, from a socket wrench. Uh-huh. And he made, he he made a sleeve out of a socket. Nice. And he and they and they didn't even weld it. They just hammered the thing in. And it, it this was on the shock on the shock, yeah. So the the shock mount didn't break. The actual shock um, arm, the shaft broke. The shaft broke, right? Exactly. Oh, so funny. so they just there were two ends, and they just used a socket to create a sleeve. And they're sitting there grinding and shaving and grinding and shaving, and they finally hammered it in, leveraged it, got it in place, put the bolts back together. One dude had um, an impact wrench. One dude had mallets. Other guy had socket wrenches. Other guy, like, it just came together. It was amazing. Teamwork makes the dream work. Right? <laughs> Speaking exactly. of teamwork, you don't do this by yourself either, do you? Right. Right. It's great to go out with other people. It's the yep. way to do it. And yep. get well, creative. Camp Forlo, you don't do this by yourself. Oh, I don't do No, uh, Andy, Big Limey. Okay. At yep. Big Limey on the Instagrams and the socials. Yep. How'd you guys hook up? I met Andy. He worked for Felt Bikes. Oh, that's right. Back then he did work for Felt. That's that's how I met him. That's when why he I worked met at him. Felt. Yeah. And um, I knew we had a Jeep. We got talking. And he came on a trip in 2015. It's when, I, when my youngest daughter graduated high school. That was... As to me, I'm I'm free of the daily grind. Right. So you don't got to go to sports. I, you don't got to go to right, school. Right. Right. Yeah. So she's you know she's still living with me or was at that time, and um. But again, yeah, she's doing her own thing. So I said, okay, I'm gonna try and hit Camp Forlo really hard. See if I can make a go of this. Nice. We're, yeah. We're sort of half-assed. It was just kind of a little fun little side project, project. A little side project yeah. and stuff. So, Andy came on that one of those initial trips, and he enjoyed it. And he's a good dude. You know, he's fun, and and he knows he's ridden the Baja Divide, which is the the, bike, the mountain bike thing right. that they, that's a little insane. But right. Yeah, yeah Andy insane. is, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> I don't want to say he's a little insane, because but he, that dude, so he does. He's um, ridden the Baja Divide? On yes. a bicycle. Yes. So, so he's in, done it. He yeah. wanted to, like, yeah. Cabo. Nice. Yeah, so he does, um, he does bike camping. Mm-hmm. Right, bike so, packing, I guess yeah, bike packing. bike packing, yeah, exactly. Bike so he'll, packing. yeah, so he'll load up a bike and he'll live off that thing for a week, two weeks, 
um, months, right? Kind of going up into the peninsula. Like he's, this dude is. So it's funny because when we met him up, when we met up with him in yep. um, over in Orange County to come down here, all he had was his Jeep, no crates, no rooftop tent, no nothing, and we're like. Uh, where's all your stuff, dude? Because right. <laughs> our trucks are loaded up. Sure. And he goes, I used to bike pack and backpack. He goes, I, if I can live out a backpack this big, he's like, I still do. Right. So he has a backpack and he sleeps on the floor on the ground. Right. Rolls rolls out his, his sleeping bag. His little and his, bivy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. His bivy. And he's got a swag tent I think he uses. Right. Once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Once in a while. And like this dude is roots minimalist. Yeah. To the to the most, and of course he doesn't pack food because we eat great here. Right. So there's that too. Yeah, that's smart. That was nice. Not to we have do to worry on, about all on that. some trips we we camp, and we bring food and cook food and yeah, all that. And we're we're gonna start adding a little bit more camping. I I've got a big message from all you guys from the results of this. Yeah. People right. Camp. Nobody Everyone. wants to sleep indoors. Right. Yeah. The thing is, is like uh, with the overlanders, and it's funny because uh, when we went on our Arizona trip, I had a chance to. Uh, to basically overland with a lot of diverse types of overlanders and and one of them i was walking and we were talking and they said this to me is an overlanding we were at a, a dogtown lake by that point and i'm like well we've got sites and we're in our re- vehicles and we've covered like, a lot of ground they're like yeah it's not so much about the driving it's we're in a we're in a selected spot that we paid for that we didn't have to like really try very hard to get to part of it's the journey, like a big part, actually a large part of it is, is the, the journey. journey. Right. hundred percent to the location that you end up hiding to yourself. You, you keep it, you keep it away to yourself. Yeah. They don't want to share GPS coordinates. You know, I got lucky to, to hang out with a great group that, you know, shared these spots, which were awesome spots, but the average person won't know about them. And that's kind of like the way a lot of these guys want to keep it. Where it's like it's it's hard to get to, not impossible, but hard to get to. It's, it'll it'll dissuade the average guy in their Civic, right? And then when you get there, it's worth that drive, right? Yeah, agreed. So the camping idea, I think, yeah, kind of caters. If, yeah, if this is the group you're looking you're looking to. Yeah, if this is the crowd that you're that you're wanting to attract. That is an attractive. That that is an enticing offer. Right. Right. That proposition is something that people want to know that they're going to have some challenging terrain. That that they can you know test some skills on, and maybe have someone who is more skilled right. help them through it if they get into trouble, right? And then and the reward being a remote location that is just them, that they may bookmark in their right. GPS, and that that's their that's their that's their nugget, right? right. That's their reward. Right. So you know they're they're having a having a good time doing that. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone from today can come away saying either they had a lot of fun because they liked just the challenging aspect of the trail or they tried something new and succeeded because there were challenging parts of the trail. Like, either way, it was, I enjoyed it. Like, you know, the the amount of silt that's out here is oh, a different kind of way to drive. It's crazy. <laughs> the dunes that we hit, the yeah. sand, totally different way to drive. Yeah, like, the sand dunes were fun. The silt, I was easier it was easier for me on the silt especially with like you know driving on trails a lot but the sand that was like a fresh experience we were supposed to do that with uh warren when we went to moab oh right but we ended up bouncing right. early but getting that chance today was awesome just to like really yeah, you got rescued you, oh i got yeah. rescued yeah jim from <laughs> uh, uh ground pounder yeah ground pounder coffee had yep. to come and uh connect uh hook up the winch hook up the winch to me and you know get me out and 
Yeah, that's a whole other story. So Ali comes up. Yeah, I think he was trying to park up next to me, right? You were coming up in that in that on that. Well, little, I was just coming. Side. I was just coming up the hill, and I was yeah. coming off the left, and you were kind of pointing off to your right to get me to come next to you, and I think it threw me off, and I just stopped, which was a bad idea. Because had I, a lot of weight in the top of that rig. Oh yes. yeah, tons of weight. Yeah, <laughs> it's like three hundred. You were leading a little bit. Yes. Like, oh man, I don't want to see this thing go. Well, over. what happened was I I come up <laughs> and I get, so I come up to the left. I stop, which was mistake numero uno before I actually got to where I wanted to go to. And so I was already a little bit on a slope. Well, when I threw it in reverse, it started to dig me in. And I kind of went forward and I knew I had to rock it. Uh, but going forward, going back, wasn't doing anything. I was just getting uh, dug deeper yeah, and deeper in. Kept, yeah, you just kept going deeper in. And then and then finally it came to the point where it's like, okay. And, and sliding sideways. Yeah, you kept and all sliding sideways yeah. down the slope. Yeah, totally. And so it got to the point where it's like, you know, if, if you haven't kind of been there or in a similar situation, you're going to probably keep trying and then possibly tip over. I knew enough to where I was like, forget it. I'm just going to wait. We're going to get it rescued. Not a big issue. I just needed somebody to connect to me. Um, luckily, you know, Jim was on it right away, came over, uh, positioned his vehicle appropriately, perpendicular to mine on the opposite side of the bank that I was uh, stuck on. So he was on the opposite of the slope. And so it was like the perfect positioning. Um, I know you had seen the the situation, thought we should connect to the rear, um, which could have done it. But the way my vehicle was positioned, we had Jim connect to the front, which allowed me to pivot out the back, swing the back out so I can just back down the hill, which was the easiest solution versus trying to yeah. pull me up and over. Yeah, that worked out. That definitely worked out better. Yeah. I mean, I totally understood where you were, where you were coming from. Like you were expecting me to kind of drive up the hill with the back but i think in any situation always try to find the way even if it means they have to go down from the obstacle that they wanted to go up get them down get them safe and then maybe they can reassess and, and i think what worked on this one the smart move on this one was the fact that i mean it was the obvious move that is work with gravity yeah, like exactly. don't don't fight the forces that are already being imposed yeah. on the vehicle if there's right? a downhill and you get there safely exactly go down it. yeah yeah because if you try to fight gravity it's just gonna you're just complicating what you got to do already so to set it up for you, I was kind of going at a little bit of an uphill. My back end was sinking down. I was sliding down to the left of this slope. On the opposite side, Jim and Andy. And Andy was up there too. Andy was there helping. Yeah, yeah. but Jim primarily was the one who's like manning the winch and the one I was listening to. Um, Andy, to his credit, was like, hey, don't listen to anybody else from this point forward. Just listen to Jim. Right. right. Andy's very good at that stuff. Yeah, he's like, he, he Jim will tell you. A lot of recovery experience and a lot of a lot of rock crawling experience too. Yeah, it's true. Well, there's a huge amount of responsibility on you guys' shoulders, right? Yep. Yep. I mean, given the yeah, fact we're that responsible you're taking, for you people. You're taking strangers <laughs> who you don't exactly you've never driven with and you don't know their capability. And I I saw you. I saw you spotting from the top and you pulled a couple of people out of our line who were mm -hmm. trying to do the hard line right. at one point. That's right, right. We I was worried hill. about him and I just and then we had a little chat, and then he decided not to. Yeah, we had this hill that had basically two steps, right? right. These two step-ups. And it was all silt. And it was super silty, yep. super loose dirt. Like, it was... It, it, I wouldn't say the obstacle was difficult, but all of the loose silt made, meant for zero traction. Right. So You, you had to keep momentum. So you uphill, had to keep momentum. You're uphill. <laughs> you're going up a shelf, up, up a staircase, and which meant you have to know how to use your throttle control and your traction. And that step was like about a foot and a half. Yeah, it was a good step. Yeah, yep. That yeah. was a good 
I just posted a video on Instagram. Did oh, you? Did you? I'll have to watch it. Nice. That was the first real obstacle trucking awesome. has done since it's been done. By the way, Wi-Fi out here sucks. So the fact right. that he says he put me on Instagram, that's great. I probably won't see it. It until won't tomorrow. be there for two weeks, but yeah. it'll, it'll be there eventually. <laughs> it'll be there eventually. <laughs> yeah, it's, you have a telcel, so make sure you're roaming. This video right now here. is traveling via carrier pigeon to Instagram. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, you get, so even here at Quadra Casas, and this is a good point for you guys, just travel tips. Uh, you get cell reception, so you can talk to loved ones. Um, right. Your, da- your data you gotta you gotta check that with your carrier. I have unlimited with AT and T, so yeah, it's free for me. Right, mine's the same AT and T. Yep. yep. But Finally. make sure you you cover it because your bill could skyrocket. Yeah. I've been on the receiving end of a twenty four hundred dollar phone. There bill. you go. Yeah. Get I, international plans if you're, if you're it. coming here, I did and, it. and they're cheap because you could get like a weekend plan for ten bucks. On yeah, because all you did or... was YouTube fat kids bouncing around on watermelons. I don't know, like what it was, but you just spent twenty four hundred dollars. There's little yeah. tricks you can do, yeah. like when you want to post a photo. Yeah. You screenshot it and then post that. Oh, because it's a lower uh, megabyte. Uh, it's a lower size file? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's oh, clever. Versus sending out like a... The right. full res file. Oh, yeah. Right. That's, and that's it's, clever. And it, it's web stuff. Uh, Only people are going to have it on their phones anyway. You know, so it's not going to... So you don't need some high res picture being no, sent. No. You don't need a 20 megabyte picture being sent. No, because nobody's going to look that much detail. Dude, this that's guy, true. man, that's yeah. clever. Yeah, that's really clever. Especially out here. You need those tricks because right. yeah. uh, bandwidth is very save, limited. Save right. bandwidth, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. So, tips of the trip. Tips of the trip. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Do it and for the gram. Do it for the gram. <laughs> <you know? laughs> that was like the most positive do it for the gram, though. That like, was. That, that was, was like a useful thing. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. I laughed and snorted, so you got to cut that out. No, I'm not cutting anything out. <laughs> he doesn't cut much. I'm out. not cutting shit out. You're, you got it. <laughs> we're getting the we're getting the full the full mat. <laughs> it's, it's the third Pacifico. It's starting to kick in. Third? Oh man, I'm way. We got to catch. I got to catch up, man. Well, I'm, I'm so behind. Both of you. Probably everyone probably hears it too. So. <laughs> well, Matt, um, thanks a ton, man. Yeah, we'll cut you loose. We know yeah. you got a big group to go. Thank back you to. guys for yeah, coming. I appreciate I really, it. Really appreciate you guys coming and. Everybody that's come on these trips, it, it's this is a fun thing. I yep. really love it. Yeah, I, it shows. I was telling you earlier, I see the people that come on the trips that don't know each other, and then I look at the Facebook and Instagram and things, and I see them friending each other and and talking to each other, talking to each other, and we're making these connections. And we've had several people that have come on multiple trips, right? You know, and and um, man, it's it's we're starting to build a little bit of a. A community, a little bit of a, a community, community. Yeah. and uh, it really makes me it's feel good. Cool it's really this. This is the best job I've ever had. This yeah. is the most fulfilling job um, because, as far as the travel industry, you know, like I, I do telecom in the real world, and yeah, and it, I'm a contractor, and man, you got you got to collect money, and you got to pay, and you got to this and that, and all, it's a lot of work just right. before you get to do the job. Right. You know this stuff. Man, it's seamless. You know, people pay their bill right. up front. I don't have to worry about any of that. I can pay all my innkeepers and everything's done. Yep. And all I can all I need to do is focus on making sure that you have a good time. Yeah. And it is the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my life. That's awesome. I'm so happy and I'm I want to do this. So where can no, people find totally Camp Forlo? Camp Forlo C A M P number four L O at Camp Forlo. Um, info at campforlo.com email yep. and uh, Camp Forlo just type it in on Instagram It'll pop and up. Facebook mm-hmm. you got you have a Facebook group Instagram. we have a Facebook group a Facebook group yeah 
um, Camp Forlo Baja Expeditions. And I'd like to get it growing a little bit more. And it's, it's growing. And I'd like to get people posting in there. And, you know, and that's a good place for Camp Forlo uh, alumni to communicate. And people can ask questions. Sure. And they can ask questions of you. Right. Instead so they know they're me. not going to come get raped, not gonna, murdered, you know, or... Right, right. So if you're four low curious. Yeah, if you're four low curious, oh talk to some people have, that have been four load. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll find out about that on night two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're about to get to it. Yep. After this episode. So. Awesome. Matt, thank four-load. you, man. Thank appreciate you so much. It. Really, really appreciate Thanks, it. All right. No, All right. Have All right. Turn this mic off. Yep. <laughs> All right. So that was Matt from Camp Forlo. So thankful for his uh, hospitality, his guidance, his and efforts. His time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, during that little quick break, I went and took my own break, overlooking, <laughs> overlooking the cliff behind us. And yeah. let me tell you, pissing off the side of a cliff is kind of like a trust fall. You know what's funny is I did that last night. It's like a trust fall with everybody who's staying here at this hostel. Yeah. That you're expecting that not one single one of them is like some kind of psychopathic serial killer who's waiting <laughs> for the opportunity to throw your ass right off to that cliff. To catch you with your pants down and push pissing. you off a cliff. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you, that was a true mortal fear in my heart. You have the weirdest <laughs> fears, man. You had It's being pushed off a cliff while you're peeing Dude, and, and snakes real, and, and, real and, talk. And, and a crazy fear of snakes. Dude, not like, a crazy fear. They are thermometers with teeth. There is nothing crazy about it. Okay? <laughs> thermometers with teeth. That's all they're looking for. Heat, and they Dude, want to bite it and, and put all their venom in. I it. know we talked about this real quick in, in the episode, in the Moab episode, because you were in, you were looking in the crevice behind us for snakes. Right. Remember? But but seriously, still Coming to from this the guy who said there were no bears, mountain lions, or anything <laughs> at, on our freaking 12 o'clock at night There's walk no wildlife in through Utah. the woods in Arizona. There's no wildlife Utah. in Utah. Things don't live there. <laughs> Dude, so That's you're just, not one to talk about. That's right. I, I'll, I'll just, you're right. I'm done. <laughs> Let's pay I'm those done. bills. Let's pay the bills. <laughs> so uh, first up on uh, you know our, our gratuity or our gratitude list list of gratitude people that we're grateful for is uh is casey casey highlights um those guys take care of us man. we feel They're very gratuitous towards casey <laughs> very yeah a lot of gratitude Tons. um is is being sent in their direction um they take care of us they're great people um that place is like a true family the business runs like a family it's amazing yep. um we've made i i'm i'm happy to say and I th- i'm sure you are too ollie um we've made a lot of friends um, over the past few months, you know, with them and that relationship. So super stoked for them to have their, their support, their help, um, in, in backing what we're doing here and their, their belief in it, right? Like they, they believe in what we're doing and, and it's, it's been really awesome. So, I mean, from day one where my buddy Randy from KC just kind of took me into his family and brought me in and allowed for the rest of all of this to happen too, like was just, I mean, I, again, gratuitous i i feel nothing but gratuitous <laughs> towards them you know massive amounts of gratuitousness <laughs> massive amounts of gratuity wait not tipping isn't gratuity tipping i don't know okay i'm just very happy for the relationship <laughs> yeah. and to be part of that whole deal it's 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 come into play with my work at 511 yeah we've done some cool things together and it's gone a long way for us here at rig for dirt yep um and for your own personal project and as well as mine um yeah just 
good stuff. And I've made friends that I think I'm going to have for a very long time. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So who's next? And then, uh, of course, there's uh, Rick Supply. So Rick Supply, that's R-I-G-D, supply.com. Um, they were with me from day one, uh, from the jump when I first got into off-roading and overlanding and, uh, and you've got your own experience with them too. They've got an ultra swing that they've developed that, uh, they have a universal version that can fit onto an FJ. It can fit onto a truck, Subaru, uh, Subaru, forerunner, especially Tacoma, which it's designed for and really rigged has gone all in now on the ultra swing and the universal swing out that they're literally only selling those parts that fit onto that oh wow unit. yeah so i mean this 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 side of the business has blown up for them so big oh totally that's that's all they're focused on at this moment yeah it's pretty every cool. time i talk to someone it, they're on the list like i had a guy um the a guy that i've been talking to a lot on instagram uh black penguin fj uh super nice dude and he just got one like I, I saw, like just a couple weeks ago, he picked up the ultra swing. The, yeah, the ultra swing, yep. and he was so fired up to finally get that 35-inch tire off of his back door, which I don't blame him for. The FJ does not have a great door for that much weight, so like well, super it, but it's super solid. It's the way super they designed solid. it, you can fit other stuff on the backside where there's that gap between the door and the tire. Like yep. you got the Molly panel, like this from Rago. So they partnered up with Rago. Exactly. So that's that's the other thing about what they're doing is they're partnering with like the right people, right to to produce the right product right and this is coming from people who've been within the industry and have been part of some very well-known companies i'm not even going to get into it if they want to talk about it when we bring them onto the show which we will yep we'll bring luke and jason on uh to talk about the ultra swing to talk about rigged uh the different ways that they've had to pivot before they actually found their success and they found their footing uh i think for them it was kind of like when we were at the dunes today yeah uh, just kind of spinning their wheels for a minute and then it really just took off. They, yeah. they found that they one found, piece of traction, yep. and they did not let up. They launched. They're, they're still going. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's been pretty awesome to watch. So I'm super glad that they are that they also believe in what we're doing, that they're a part of what we're doing. Um, it's been really awesome to watch their growth um, and ours along with it. I was stoked that they gave us those Rambler hats. Yes. They yes. literally, me and Frank are like, you need to give us some merch too, so we'll take those hats right. Take those hats, and he's like, "Sure." Looks like okay, okay. Here you go. Want a koozie? Yeah. <laughs> we got so many koozies. So many koozies. You guys are getting koozies. I passed out koozies while we're out here in Baja. Exactly. Too. That's awesome. <laughs> That's a great one. I should do that too. Anyways, hey. So hey guys, from Ali at Kate the Jeep and Frank at Trucky McTruckface. Thank you guys. You you know where to find us at rigfordirt.com. Oh, that's at right. That part for dirt on the Instagrams. Um, Hit us up. Send us DMs. Give us a review. Give us a review, especially if you're on iTunes or have an Apple-type device. Spotify works to you. Spotify only does reviews. Oh. I think it's only Apple, but it's that's really important for us. It helps the podcast tremendously. Um, or subscribe to us if you just heard about this from a friend absolutely. and you're just checking us out. Hey, hit that subscribe button. I guarantee you it'll be somewhat entertaining every single time. Every single time. And there goes a firework. Have a Couldn't good night, ask for guys. better timing. Good night, guys.